0: Hello Laker fans, welcome to the Late Late Show. I'm your host Matt from Lakers UK. We're back again and I'm joined by managing editor of Lakers UK and contributor for Late Show Life, Jonathan Kernan. How are you mate? We've done this a few times now and we've uh, got some big news to break down, haven't we?
1: Absolutely, thanks very much for having me Matt. Yeah, massive news in terms of the G League. Just kind of could really be changing the landscape of the G League going forward. So yeah, can't wait to get into it.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll jump straight in because there's a lot to unpack here and it's quite a complex um, topic. And uh, me and Jonathan have been quite excited for this one, so we'll jump straight in. Obviously, he's given a little bit of a hint there with it being G League, so you can probably guess what it is. And obviously, you've seen the title of the podcast. But number one high school player in the United States, Jalen Green, has passed up on the co- on the op- opportunity of going to college to join the NBA G League with a newly formed team based in Los Angeles, which will sit away from the regular G League team structure. It is groundbreaking news, this. It is huge. I think a lot of people realise it, but I don't think a lot of people really realise the magnitude of this, but they will do soon. In November 2018, the G League launched a professional pathway programme that would pay prospects $125,000 for a five-month season as opposed to the alternative, more traditional route of college, which is obviously more popular and has been, um, you know, throughout the course of of basketball history, really. Well, the Pathway programme has now been what they call reshaped after it didn't really work and it wasn't really attractive enough with the kind of low six-figure sum of money. And the new initiative will pay elite prospects $500,000 plus according to Woj of ESPN. And Shams Chirania of The Athletic has said that the earnings package for Green is supposedly over $1 million. So it's a substantial amount of money. And also adding to the story, top prospect Isaiah, Isaiah Todd, high school prospect, is believed to be joining Green on the new LA team also. There's a lot to digest, and I'll hand it over to you, Jonathan. What, what do you think of all the news?
1: Well, it's a, I think it's an absolute body blow for the NCAA going forward. I think the uh, G League realised that a lot of prospects were going abroad in order to make money. And they realised that they need to come up with a strong strategy you know, in order to combat it. Uh, obviously, a lot of kids, they, they, it's kind of an unspoken agreement that they go to college for at least a year and then they go to the NBA. And a lot of kids don't want to do that because most of the co- their time spent in college is simply just showing up, maybe going to a class or two, but mainly focusing on basketball. Whereas they know they what they want to do with their life. They want to become NBA players and they want to kind of dedicate their entire lives to making that pursuit happen. And seeing the likes of RJ Hampton and LaMelo Ball, and even going back like 10 plus years, Brandon Jennings, all going abroad to kind of cut their teeth in professional ranks so they can really kind of put themselves in the best position to join the NBA. I think the G League um, commissioner, uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, kind of realized this is not good for us losing our talent abroad. We need to kind of come up with a way to get these players to stay in the country. And and I think the G League really came up with a strong strategy in order to kind of keep them there. I think this could really be an amazing thing for the G League going forward. It just seems like an absolute perfect plan to kind of say, right, we're going to have these young players. We're having them come in. They're not ready for the NBA yet. We're not going to throw them into the deep end because we don't want to kind of ruin their confidence going forward. Obviously that if they go to the G League, they're going to be surrounded by veterans around the league and they'll be able to kind of gauge the talent in which they have currently. But yeah, I really think this is a, Great move by the G League and kind of a really significant body blow to the NCAA. Kind of, to be honest, I'm delighted for young players going forward that they have this option in terms of giving the players kind of a bit more power in this. They can still attend college and they can still go the, the normal route of like going to the likes of Kentucky and Duke and all these places, learning, kind of developing under the likes of my, uh, Coach K and John Calipari, but I completely understand that if some players realise this is not what I want to do, uh, I want to kind of put my myself, bet on myself and go to the G League and see if I can become an NBA player going forward. But yeah, fantastic move, I think, on their part.
0: Yeah, definitely. It is, it is a a power shift. Um, like I said, it is groundbreaking and you brought up a lot of various different points there. And I'd like to rewind to, you brought up the likes of Brandon Jennings. Um, I, 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 That that come to my attention straight away as well, when I heard this news and that's stretching back to 2009 and you've got like Emmanuel Moudier did it in 2014. And obviously the topic that, that I'm talking about uh, that you just did is players going abroad that obviously don't want to go to college and, um, you know, they kind of feel that college is a bit of a waste of time. They don't really want to be in the education system. And obviously when some of them go to college, I don't think they really do go to college, do they? I think they're just kind of just there to do it. And, you know, the term one and done is very true. They kind of go there, get it done and they move on. And obviously they created the, like the pathway program in late 2018, but it was low six figure sums of money. And, the National Basketball League of Australia seems to be the main rival, and it seems to be the league that Adam Silver and Sharif uh, Abdul Rahim have, have kind of monitored. And then when the likes of Lameda Ball and RJ Hampton went over there, like you said, I think. It sounds like they've kind of sat back and they've gone, wait one minute, why are these players going to different countries to develop when we should be developing everything in-house here? Not necessarily in-house, but in America, you know, that's where basketball lives. So I definitely think LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton going over to Australia tilted this into gaining some traction. But it sounds like they've been looking into this for a year or two and the NBA have kind of been getting in contact with these prospects and their families. So I don't think it's just an overnight thing. Um, but the old pathway program with it being low six figures, I just don't think really had enough money. And it sounds like the people like LaMelo Ball, RJ Hampton were getting paid in the mid six figure amount. So with the GD coming in now and being like, Oh, here's 500 K, you know, plus I think it definitely kind of allows to, allows to like grab them prospects now and uh, we'll stop them going to Australia. And, um, I think a lot more prospects will follow suit now. Not necessarily elite, but I think a lot of the mid-tier prospects will follow suit, and I think it's definitely um, a better way of doing it. I think Adam Adam Silva and Rahim have just realised that it needs to change right now, and it could actually be the end of the one-and-done era,
1: potentially. Very much so, or the, the colleges are going to have to come up with a package to offer players because they... I think they're going to realise going forward that this is going to be detrimental to the NCAA. If they can't provide a, a package, whether, whether it be financial or like housing or whatever it is for the for the college player, then they're really going to start losing out because it just makes complete and utter sense for them to move into the NBA going forward.
0: Yeah, I think that... I mean, the debate has been sparked for quite a while now, hasn't it? It's very much... Um, in the public domain, in a like a mainstream capacity, isn't it really? And it's in terms of like, should players be paid at the collegiate level? To be perfectly honest with you, we know that under the table they do get paid. I think it is very much public knowledge oh, that they do. Oh, one hundred percent. There's been all uh, all the investigations and things like that. And I went to college in America as well, and I went to a basketball college, and there are little hints of it. You know what I mean? Like, I think it kind of is, um, it, it is very much known. But the thing is now is these players like Green and Todd can now go and get endorsement deals like, you know, Lamella Ball, RJ Hampton were open to with, with being abroad. And I think, um, uh, who was RJ Hampton with? Was it with the Chinese brand? What, it's completely slipped my mind, what they call Oh,
1: slipped my mind completely as well.
0: Yeah, um, it was uh, so. It's the one where CJ McCollum is it? Is it um, leaning? Is it? They, they I think they you might be right. Of, yeah, they were part of uh, them. So, well, RJ Hampton got an um, endorsement deal straight away from yeah, them. So, leaning. Um, yeah, leaning. Yeah, and, leaning. And um, especially Jalen Green, who this is all centered around at the moment. For now, may we add that it is just for now. There will be more coming forward. Can go and get you know potentially a mid six figure sum just for like a, a chew deal. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden this $1 million, um, you know, sum of money, which is just from the G League, you know, that's just from, um, there's a lot of uh, like appearances there. So like Lamelo Ball went and played like what, 10, 15 games in like Australia. And then he's been shut down since like last November, I think. So he actually hasn't played that much. But Jalen Green will have to play to earn this money. And there's a lot of developmental kind of perks in there and everything. And there's a lot of also community initiatives as well that he's going to have to do to get that money. So I think it is a really good setup that the G League has done, really, in terms of looking at it from just the surface. It looks like it is really promising. And Jalen Green here could be like clearing like 1.5 mil, maybe even 2 mil, like, easy easy
1: absolutely but i think the main thing is so these players are starting to realize that they're they have a limited window for their earning potential and they want to maximize as to the best of their ability and if going to college is not going to pay them the money that they want and they know what they want to do for the future then this seems to be the obvious kind of route for them to take america is losing so much talent well not a significant amount but they're losing some decent players abroad and some of these players might stay abroad if they're getting the right kind of paychecks and they wanted to kind of say okay we want to keep these players we want to offer them an opportunity to play in a professional setting and we want to be able to offer them the chance to earn a decent living they can offer get money through their contract with the g league but they can also get endorsements which is illegal with the ncaa so i actually just realized there do you know that the agent for Jalen Green is also the agent of LeBron and Dwight Howard, the two uh, number one picks, who um, went came straight from high school? So okay. he must see he seems to be fairly kind of involved in the mix with getting this happen. It doesn't seem to be uh, a coincidence that LeBron and Dwight's agent is well, former agent is now Jalen Green's agent. It seems that he probably has seen has dealt with. The high school scene previously and now has kind of pushed these guys, pushed uh, Jen to kind of go to the the G League. But, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic move for everyone involved, apart from the NCAA. But, yeah, the best thing for these players is kind of realizing that they have a, a, a short window. And maybe some of them, if they don't pan out, they could have maybe a three- or four-year window. And if they can maximize their, their money in that amount of time, then power to them
0: yeah and the thing is is with like some players just don't want to go to college i think that's clear they a lot of these players may be from like um uh you know areas where it's the sport that has got them out of maybe the backgrounds that they're from you know maybe situations that they've been in growing up so they're more focused on the sport than they are more the education side of it and some of them might not have the capabilities educationally and they might go to college and they might just feel completely out of their depth. And obviously it is debatable whether some of them actually, especially the one and dones, actually do attend the classes, as opposed to things like that. It's just they're effectively like pro basketball players at a collegiate level, really, especially with the setups that that they've got. But the thing is, is like when you look at it, like with the – this has happened before, but just not with these prospects. So there's a few players who have actually – Gone into the G League, developed, and then got drafted into the NBA afterwards. And there's some of them where, like, you look at, like, Glenn Rice Jr., uh, PJ Hairston, sorry, and they're players that, like, went to college. It didn't really work out for them. They dropped out and then they went to the G League and then they got drafted uh, into the NBA. But also, Theonis Atten-Tacumpo, Giannis's brother, he did it from an international standpoint which obviously has been quite clear for a few years now, where he went into the G League from uh, Greece and then he played for the Delaware uh, 87ers and then he got drafted into the NBA that way as a late second round pick. So it is something that has happened. And obviously the, the, the setup was there for these prospects in late 2018, but it just wasn't enough money so now with it being a serious uh, amount of money mid six figures and then obviously all the endorsements it is absolutely enormous amounts of money it is a real power shift and it'll be really interesting to see what the NCAA do to rival it because they will do they'll try and do something but it'll also be really interesting to see will talent will more talented players suddenly divert their attention to the G League now and I don't mean like high school prospects I mean like what about more talented international players? Maybe the G League will become more established now and will be seen as a an actual route to the NBA in terms of a legit route. So it'll be very interesting to see what international players do. What about ex-NBA talent that fall out of the league that want to get back in? A lot of them go abroad. You know, I live in France at the moment and I watch um, uh, lavalois Metropolitans and they're in the French uh, LMB Pro-A and they are the... One of the premier teams in in France behind uh, Asfel and um, Asfel Lyon and uh, Monaco. But just on that team, there's like Briante Weber, obviously ex-Laker, uh, Rob Gray, Jamal Artis. They're all ex-NBA players, and that's just on one team. And they're not the only ex-NBA players on that team. There are at least another two or three. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see... What what will happen with, with talent now in the G League? I think it's, it's going to surge. It was already in a in a surge, um, you know, an upward surge. But I think this is just going to push it even more.
1: I 100 agree. I think what this can be likened to is if you call if the NBA is the Premiership or the Premier League in, in soccer in America and in the UK. Then this is going to be kind of like a Division One Championship kind of move, where a lot of players are going to be realising this could be a real significant route for me to get back into the NBA, or if I'm a young player, this could be a significant route for me to kind of um, tra- blaze my trail for getting into the NBA. I completely agree. This could really help the level of talent coming um, into the G League, like players like a Mari St- Stoudemire and Norris Cole, players that have gone abroad to kind of cut their teeth and make decent money uh, abroad, this offers them a, an opportunity to play like under the, the watchful eyes of NBA scouts on a daily basis or in, on a game-to-game basis. It really just, it, it's, it's such a cataclysmic move in the right direction for the G League. It just seems to be, I, I can't believe it didn't happen to this point, but I think a lot of stuff had to be, like the I's had to be dotted and the T's crossed for this to happen. But yeah, it's a, a huge such a huge move for the G League going forward. It just made so much sense for it to happen, and I'm absolutely delighted it did.
0: Yeah. And also like may I add in that Jalen Green can go and do college if he wants to. So in his deal, there's I think it's around 125000 um, dollars It's a scholarship, so he can go back to college as well. So, you know, he can he can do that. You know what I mean? So from his perspective, why wouldn't he do this?
1: He absolutely made it very clear as well that that's his priority is to kind of uh, join the G League and then go back to college because it's very important to him and his family for him to get an education. And that's the one thing I think we also really should be focusing on with these G League players. We completely understand that they want to go to the the NBA. That's their their main priority. But I I think that... The NBA and the G League really want to focus, that they do not, do not want to be just taking these players just for the sake of taking them. They want to make sure that the opportunities for them to get a proper education are there. And I think they made a really kind of concerted effort by offering this scholarship program to them. Because they could have easily just said, we want these players, we're going to take them, screw the NCAA, screw their education, they, they want to come to the league. But they've made it incredibly clear that they want to kind of continue the players' education if that's what they want. And that's just a fantastic move for them to make, because you can't. It should they shouldn't be denied of an education simply because they want to make money? Like, if it was a lot of these players grow up in quite disadvantaged areas, it's not fair for them to go to college for maybe a year, even more, and lose out on um, earning potential that could really help their families. Whereas if they go to the G League and they can, like for example, with Jalen Green earning potentially a million, that's life-changing money for him and his family. I'm I, like, I haven't gone into detail of where he's grown up from, but for other players who might be growing up in quite disadvantaged areas, this that's life-changing money for them, them and their family. That could buy them like a new house. That could pay off any bills or kind of uh, debts that they might have incurred over the course of their life this is it just offers so much more opportunity for players and that's what really that should have happened the NCA really dropped the ball over the last well, number of years where they've made an enormous amount of money like in both college football and college basketball they've made a ridiculous amount of money off of players names off their likenesses and this kind of just really gives players the power back to say okay i can take i have a different option here i'm not Pigeonholed into just strictly going to college for a year, having no earning earning potential. This offers them a new window, which is which is all you, you, they should be offered as a, a chance to um, make some money off their name. Because, like even with I did this kind of diverting to the NFL briefly, but mm-hmm. players like Johnny Manziel, the college Texas A&M were making 32 million a year off his likeness when it, from selling jerseys and stuff like that. That's and crazy. I'd, say, I'd say even with Zion, in that one year with Kentucky, they must have made an astronomical amount in oh, with kind Duke. of what it be, Oh sorry, Duke, apologies. Yeah. Um they must have made an astronomical amount of money off his likeness in his jerseys. Like it's 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 not and he's making absolutely nothing out of that and he's not allowed to go out and seek sponsorship, which he could have easily done coming out of high school. He could have got a shoe deal worth similar to what he's on now, like could be millions upon millions. His family is, and is going forward for, like for generations, could have been looked after much sooner than than he has now. But it's definitely such a significant step in the right direction for just kind of player empowerment. It just, it it really, I, I, obviously I love watching NCAA basketball, but it's just, I felt so bad for these athletes who, like they're one injury away from potentially their career being, done yeah and they're they'll have no kind of financial um they're like they're, they're not com- Some of them might be covered insurance wise that they might get a significant amount of money but not every player is going to happen that's that's going to happen to this just just gives players so much more power in terms of uh going forward it's just a significant move in the right direction and the ncaa if they want to kind of stay in front of this or if they want to um continue to be like a like a a powerhouse that they really need to step up and say, okay, we need to kind of do right by the athletes because they haven't been. And the G League have stepped in rightfully so and said, right, we are going to give these players an education if that's what they seek, but we're also going to give them the ability to earn money. And that's all players growing up or even young people, they should have have their right to be able to make money in their, in their young career. 100%, and I agree. With,
0: uh, with everything that you've just said then. And, uh, you know, it is, a, it is a huge move in the right direction, most importantly. Um, I believe, and it sounds like you do as well. And one thing which I'd like to look into is like this setup of this team. So I don't know if you saw it, but I watched Jalen Green via Instagram Live as he made it all official and made his announcement. And he described it as being the NBA G League's new team for elite players. Mm-hmm. So it's become apparent that this isn't just a G League team. It isn't just another franchise coming into the G League. It sounds like it's like an elite prospect team where all the top prospects will be packaged on one team, like a select team, a bit of a one-off. and it's been reported that apparently that team will receive professional coaching, training, um, they'll have exhibition competitions. They'll be teamed up alongside pro veteran players, you know, then pro veteran players will also receive exposure too, with the team being so heavily scouted and obviously being LA based as well. You know, a lot of scouts are already based in LA. Um, So the setup of it all is very interesting And they're going to play against other G League teams, overseas national teams, NBA academies. You know, they're they're probably going to travel around the world. They're not just going to be in the G League schedule. And apparently it's supposed to be around 20 games. So a G League season's about 50. So it sounds like the G League are kind of, they've just got the title of it. It doesn't sound like it's an actual traditional G League franchise type thing. Um, You know, and then the thing is, is, Maybe other lesser, so to speak, prospects could be fed into the G League by other means as well. Because when I was reading into it, the G League rules um, before all of this broke stated that prospects can enter the league via the G League draft or through the waiver. Wa- sorry, through the waiver system. Um, high school prospects will remain eligible for their respective drafts, but obviously cannot be called up into the NBA throughout the season. Obviously, um, so there's this one-off team. Um, who sound like they aren't really, they're going to play against G League teams, but they're not really involved in the league and the standings and all that. But it'll, it's also, obviously this is like a different topic to the actual one-off team, but it'll also be interesting to see if maybe some of these prospects aren't eligible for this elite team, this one-off setup select team, if they can be fed in through the draft into the G League, then you actually start seeing the actual G League actual scheduled games, starting to have prospects in it. So it's not just this one team with Jalen and Green and Isaiah Todd that's interesting, and it is interesting, but it's also the ramifications and the effects moving forward that it'll have on the G League as a whole because it sounds like it's two separate things. It sounds like it's a team that the G League are endorsing and then the actual G League might have the effects of it as well.
1: I think one of the main things for them going forward... By bringing in this, you kind of the young players into the elite prospects into a team. They are slowly but surely kind of going through the process of saying, "Okay, we want these players to be part of our league. They are elite talent, and this could benefit our league greatly." But they also have to realize that currently, that the G League structure is not built for offering players that significant amount of money. So I think it's going to. It's there's going to be a significant teething process of them ingratiating them young players into the G League, because with this n- new development, I can easily see the revenue of the G League going up significantly, the viewership going up significantly, even jersey sales. Everything will is going to trend up in the right direction for the G League because a lot of these players are extremely well known. Like not even just nationwide, but worldwide. Like a lot of them have so- like highlight tapes all over YouTube that have millions upon millions of views. And it just offer this is going to offer them the real chance of um, getting exposure to um, elite coaching to elite kind of players at their kind of at the age bracket, and it just it really seems like an incredibly smart idea. The main thing I think the G League are going to have to focus on going forward is they're going to keep a close eye on the financial aspect of this because it's going to be very easy for players to get disgruntled in the G League, seeing young prospects earning like a million plus, including incentives and sponsorship deals, earning mm-hmm. significant amount of money, but they're still grinding and from paycheck to paycheck, earning or maybe they could earn forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year, and they could see themselves being just as good as that player. So it's going to take a bit of time for the G League to kind of fully realize this potential that the smart thing they did do is not including these young players on a g-league team like even the south bay lakers or another team across the g-league because here that gives automatically um the scale the pay scale is significantly different to what the players are currently earning and that could easily cause a kind of disruption in the locker room the best thing they could they could have done and which they are doing is doing the exhibition games Allowing these players to kind of ingratiate themselves in the professional setting, um, learning from like veterans who have been there and done that, which is fantastic. That's what most players do in their first year of the NBA. They latch on to a veteran in the team, and the veteran takes them underneath their wing and says, "This young fellow, this is how things are done. This is how we do business." And next year, if they were to go into NBA draft, they're going in, so going into the draft having that bit of experience underneath their belt, knowing how to be around a professional setting, a professional locker room, how to deal with older players, how to deal with kind of general managers and coaches. They, they're they coming in with a kind of a level of experience that may maybe take them a year to gain, but they're also coming in with an ability to kind of contribute potentially right away. There's been so many prospects over a significant period of time who coming in, into the NBA, like even Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball to an extent mm-hmm. who have come into the NBA for their first year and you can see that they're just kind of a bit wet behind the ears, they're not fully ready for like the, the bright lights of the NBA and it takes them a bit of time to um, get like adjusted. Well, if the G League can offer a system where these players are getting all of the professional training they'd get if they're up in the the nba they're getting all being around veterans on a daily basis who have been in the nba and they're just dealing with uh, in the best fa- fa- fashion possible it just seems that this is the g league has redone the players right in this uh, regard they don't there's no doesn't seem to be any kind of taking of advantage which it was a lot of people were worried about with the nba even potentially getting rid of the one and done rule it's, it would be very easy to take advantage of young players who really want to make money going forward, but they're offering them every opportunity to kind of avail of education, avail of veteran leadership, avail of veteran coaching. It just seems like the G League has really taken their time over the last couple of years since the introduction of this program and kind of dotted our I's and crossed our T's and said, listen, we want to do this the right way. We want to treat these young players with respect. We don't want to be taking advantage of them whatsoever. And they've done a really good job in that regard. It's going to take time for them to be ingratiated into the G League. It's not going to be an easy process. And I think they'll take a couple of years, but they're definitely taking significant steps in the right direction.
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, obviously you touched upon the finances there and obviously – the money behind it all is interesting. And Adam Silver and the NBA are obviously plowing money forward into this. That's clear to see. They they do actually pay G League salaries anyway. Um, but it's interesting what power Gatorade have got behind this. They obviously put a lot of money into it, calling it the G League. Obviously, it used to be called the D League. Sometimes I uh, catch myself still calling it the D League. But, you know, Gatorade have already plowed a lot of money into it. So with more exposure coming to it it's interesting to see if maybe they're behind a little bit of all this money you're coming in and what about a new tv deal i mean the ncaa get huge money tv wise because people want to watch the top prospects and part of that prospect won't well part of that spotlight sorry will now head over to the gd now well to this new team but you know, there's gonna be all this exposure. And you were speaking about it annoying other G League players, and that's something which I thought of. The average wage is reportedly thirty-five thousand a year, thirty-five thousand dollars a year. You know, that's a huge difference. But maybe all of this and this new exposure coming into it, and the G League was in a, a bit of a resurgence anyway, maybe wages might go up. You know what I mean? I mean, this new select team aren't really a G League team, so I can't imagine there being a lot of disgruntled G League players, so to speak. I mean, let's put it this way. There's already two-way deals, NBA assignment players in the G League, isn't there? So there's a lot of players in the G League. A large bulk of rosters are made up of assignment players and two-way deals. I mean, they're earning like rookie contracts, which is like minimum like a million, isn't it? And you've got to yeah. think, what about like a few years back where there was like the likes of like Bonga, Wagner, um, you know what I think that was when the two way deals were in for the first time. So it would have been like the likes of like Jonathan Williams going up and down. Um, I think Josh. Yeah. Caruso. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then um, Josh Hart as well. So like South Bay speaking about them, like their whole roster would have just been NBA assignment players and two way deals. You know what I mean? So I, you know, I can't. I think it's just the nature of the beast, really. I don't think there'll be a lot of disgruntled players. I think there'll be a few, um, but again, like you said, it's not a G League franchise, so to speak. It's kind of just under the no. G League moniker.
1: So speak, speaking speaking about they, they've just done everything, in my opinion, the right way in terms of how they've dealt with young prospects over the last while. Obviously, they've been a, a great place for a lot of the Yake, Lakers' young prospects to come in. And like even Thomas Bryant has spoken incredibly highly of the organization, how they helped him develop, that they realized he was not ready to kind of be an NBA player yet. He needed to develop his skill set and that place was the perfect place for him to go to. And even like the likes of what they did for Andre Ingram, just it was fantastic player that had given all for the organization and gave put gave him an ability to have playing for the lakers which is fantastic but yeah i think for the south for south bay and the rest of the g league this is going to be a great move in the right direction for all players because what uh the the average wage is going definitely going to go up it has to do with this introduction you can tell that they're moving in everything's moving in the right direction you can see I can see sponsorship deals coming um, left and right over the next while, and that definitely is going to raise the amount of money in which the players can earn. I'm just thinking there, off the top of my head, imagine if Zion had gone to the G League last year. Just imagine the kind of level it of it would have been like, obviously. With uh, Jalen Green going in there now, like he's a a very very highly sought after prospect. But if another player like Zion had gone to the G League, it would have changed. Uh, would have changed the G League significantly. But this is a massive, massive, massive move for the G League, and I can see. It. I can see. I can, honest to God, see top prospects going forward doing this. I'd say you're going to get a significant amount of top 50, top 20, top 10 players deciding I'm not going to go to college, this is not worth my time anymore, whereas my time is now valuable, which it always has been, but it's been kind of diminished by the NCAA saying you have to go to college, this is the route you have to take, and the NBA kind of being a little bit complicit in saying okay, this is how things need to be done but yeah, now they've offered a new kind of avenue for players to earn money and that that's just going to be huge yeah. I think uh, sh- uh, Sharif, Abdul Rahim and Adam Silver have really done the players right. That's the one thing I, I've said about the N- the NBA uh, or Adam Silver's uh, leadership. They've really, really kind of done the players right. They are trying to do things the right way. They're not trying to sh- screw the players in any way, shape or form. They're kind of trying to be in- very, very inclusive, realizing their needs, realizing that, listen, not every player wants to go to college. Not every player. It, most players just want to go straight into the league if they possibly can. And this is offering them another avenue to take, where they can earn, have their earning potential maximized. And it's just, I'm. It's it's, it's kind of blown me away. I was didn't see this coming. I understood that there was baby steps happening over the last couple of years, but I didn't expect it to like. Jalen Green is going to be a household name in the NBA someday and him him kind of saying right this is the step I'm going to take I think he realised even when he was talking about it, this is such a big move for young players going forward and he doesn't take that um, lightly he's not he obviously knows he could have went to college and then in the next year been the number one draft pick but he also realises listen players have other options the G League is going to offer them the best Kind of talent. It'll be. It's a step above the college game. It gives them a chance to kind of play their trade against players that have been there, that have done that, who realize that I'm I'm hungry to get back to the NBA. And you, like, fully
0: fully grown players as well.
1: Absolutely, you're gonna be dealing with people players that are fully developed. Like you could get a you could get a player that just has going to be working his absolute ass off to get into the NBA, and he's gonna have a like a, a man body compared to. A player in uh, in college, this is going to offer them a different level of competition, and it's going to be great for them to kind of uh, to see if they can, well, like if it can, if it can help them or if I I don't see it hindering them, because even when um, the mellow ball went abroad, you could see you struggling a little bit against like the physical nature of the league. But eventually, your body gets used to that kind of punishment and kind of says, okay. I needed to adapt here, and he's, he completely adapted. And at the, by the end of the year, he was playing fantastically. These players, when they really put themselves in the best situation going forward, especially if they're going to be drafted into the NBA, they're going to get have. They're going to be used to um, dealing with big, like grown men. They're going to be used to that. They'll have all the veteran leadership they need. They'll have veteran coaching. It just puts them in the best situation to win. And at the end of the day, that's what it should be. Each player should be in the be put in the best situation to win. It's because their talent is going to be carrying, has been carrying these college programs for a significant amount of time, and at least this puts them in the best possible position to really kind of maximise their worth.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, I think you rounded it up perfectly. And uh, I think we've. Uh, it's a very complex story that I think we've broken down the best we can, and I think we've done a good job of it and it's it's a positive thing for all involved really i mean maybe not the ncaa but you know screw them no one's really thinking about them at this moment in time you know it's huge for the g league i try and endorse the g league as much as i can i attended a game um just this this past february actually was the first G League game that i attended but been kind of involved in networking and getting to know people probably over the last year or so so i've been trying to focus on the g-league a little bit more and you know it is definitely worthy of it and it will be even more established now with this going on and obviously the benefits that it holds for them elite prospects and be interesting like i said before to see how these mid lower tier prospects can be fed in and that's ultimately where it can grow even further so um yeah, I think that's about it, really. We can keep talking and talking and talking about it, but I think we've rounded it up. Perfect. Is, is there anything additional you want to add before we uh, before we hop off?
1: Uh, nothing off the top of my head. I just, I think this is a really, really great move for the G league. I think I've probably said it like fifty times now. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just such a good move for them going forward. It really, it's going to significantly bring up the level of competition. To the G league, you're going to see a lot of players who are have cut their teeth abroad American players or even players from different countries and so and it really give them an opportunity to play under under the watchful eye of scouts and it gives them the best possible puts them in the best possible situation to win whether that be financially or it could be just going to the NBA. It's just—it's a great move for everyone involved, well apart from the NCA. But again, <laughs> like you said, forget them. But yeah, fantastic move for everyone involved, and a lot of a lot of uh, plaudits must be given to the likes of Adam Silver and Sharif Abdul-Rahim.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent, and they're getting reward f- rewarded for you know playing the sport they love and putting dedicating their lives to it really which i think is the main thing and if some veteran g league players or regular g league players whatever you want to call them can get benefits from this then you know i'm all for it and it's going to be very interesting to see how it uh, how it develops but th- thanks so much for jumping on the pod again to help me break this all down like i said it has been very complex but i really appreciate you taking the time to chat um before we head off do you want to i'll give you the floor do you want to let people know where they can find you on social media. Have you got any work you want to shout out or anything?
1: Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at JonathanKNBA. So that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-K-N-B-A. And yeah, I have a few articles coming at the moment. I have one actually at the moment about the NBA drafts, which it's well, it's if the season doesn't go ahead, it could raise a couple of interesting questions, whether the... If, there's, if there can't be an NBA champion crowned with 20 games left in the season, can a lottery team who is currently, like the Warriors who were the last team in the league, can they be awarded the best percentage to get the um, the best prospect in the draft? Because 20 games, a lot couldn't change in 20 games. So my kind of take is there's potential for the NBA to make it, every team has an equal opportunity to get the number one pick by it. I won't ruin the article. Go and give it a read on uh, LakersUK.com. And yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, no problem again. Well, thanks again. It's been a pleasure.
0: We'll speak soon, obviously, and uh, stay safe. You too, mate. Okay, and uh, to the listeners, if you enjoyed the show, uh, please be sure to tell some of your Laker friends about it. You can find The Late Late Show on all major podcast platforms. Please follow and leave a review where possible. Be sure to follow Lakers UK over on Twitter and Instagram under LA Lakers UK. Check out our website, lakersuk.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel also. We'll catch you next time.